welcome to 12 Days of Cop. I'm your host, Andrea Edwards, and today we are in Kenya, Nairobi, with Sir Collins Manyasi. Everyone keeps telling me how inspiring you are, so I'm really, really looking forward to um, hearing what you've got to say. So welcome. Thanks, Andrea, and I'm uh, glad connecting with you today. Uh, uh, so as you said, my name is Col- Collins Manyasi, so also Sir Collins, as, as you mentioned it. And I'm here in Nairobi, Kenya, and so glad just connecting with you and looking forward to, you know, have a, an amazing session with you. Yeah. And so just before we started talking, Sir Collins was telling me that the name was actually inherited when he was still at high school. So you're obviously an impressive man back then as well. All right. So do you want to just share everyone with everyone your background and um, what you do and why you do it? Okay. Thank you so much. So um, I started, you know, biology in, in my university. And uh, after that, I've been so much passionate about research. And so uh, part of uh, the work I've been doing after, you know, the university is uh, volunteering and, you know, giving back to communities. And uh, what really, you know, uh, touched my interest on uh, climate environment is uh, working with this grassroots uh, women organization. And mm-hmm. uh, they were actually uh, implementing the adaptation fund program, uh, this huge uh, global fund. And you had this grassroots women organization uh, that was actually implementing this project uh, in, in the rural areas, uh, the you know Maasai uh, indigenous in, in Kenya. And this experience uh, kind of you know changed my whole perspective about uh, what really it means when we talk about the effects of climate and you know the challenges that women uh, face you know, traveling kilometers and kilometers to, you know, get water. We had this aspect about the children, uh, you know, yeah, uh, taking care of the livestock. We have the, the drought uh, issues. And so this aspect of, uh, of, of what, you know, the kind of challenges they face and looking at the other aspects about how they have, you know, built this kind of resilience to just adapt and stay strong. And so uh, we, one of the components for this project was actually to uh, give them water. It, it is a model called the Adaptation Village Model. And so one of the sites that we visited and uh, they had uh, a borehole for the water. And, you know, when the, it popped out and I saw the whole village, you know, coming around with the joy and the happiness, uh, it, it touched my heart just to understand how, you know, uh, you know, like, water can turn a, a village that was so quiet into like a vibrant city and so mm. yeah that that's how uh, my journey has been and um, uh, coming along with that and connecting with other you know organizations that deal with conservation um, environment and currently now working with uh, such a vibrant uh, youth network it's called actually the east african uh, campuses and colleges green network where i also serve as our advisor board if, if you see uh, behind me and so yeah. through that uh, we had had a connection with the wild climate school through inga and thinking choices in the uk uh, to bring about you know this message about it's for you which i'll, I'll talk about uh, yes yeah oh, that's awesome that's really awesome and especially Working with women like in the rural communities, you know, some of the stuff I'm reading, that's where the real change is happening, but it's also where the support isn't necessarily going. And, you know, uh, there was a picture just today someone shared on LinkedIn which showed 
uh, the delegates of COP28, and vast, vast, vast majority of them were men. And, you know, I, I say if we don't have women and minority groups at every decision-making table, we're really not going to get it right because it's the women who are actually doing the real work, right, in nature. So that, that's awesome. Um, like if you could go back to when you first started, you know, whether it was when you were at university, um, what was it? So every time I speak to someone from Africa, I feel that everyone's so much further ahead in the actions that need to be taken, which obviously is because you guys are really on the front line of what's going on. And so, but what was that first moment for you, that epiphany when you realised you needed to get involved in this for the future of your country, your region and, and humanity? Do you, do you have a moment? Uh, yes, yes, I do. I do have a moment. And um, when I was uh, at the university, I think on in my second year, we had a group of students that traveled to one of the, you know, remote, uh, uh, you know, areas, rural areas. And uh, it was actually a camp with the students coming across from the medical field, you know, from the Christian Union and all this combined team to get to visit this place. And initially, it, it you know, it used to be like a conflict on areas. And so uh, we had a one week uh, stay at the area. And, uh, you know, what we did was to interact with the community, get to like home to home. And so I, I happened to visit uh, with some kids to a homestead. And uh, I got this lady, uh, a mother who was actually sick on her bed. And you know, the, the children, you know, like implored to me, like, no, we have to, to pass by our home. And so uh, that the story uh, about her, I, I can't remember her, I can't even remember the name, but her story, touch my heart to just think through about, you know, the little things that we can do to make sure we have a better world. Because, yeah. uh, and then uh, maybe during uh, that time, like transport to the same place was a bit challenging. And, you know, we have like one public bus that actually goes to the area one day yeah. and gets back. And so like uh, when, when a public bus arrives in the evening around four five. The whole small tower you know, rises in jubilation to welcome that. And so when I came back to Nairobi, uh, it, it, I reflected on that a lot, and especially the children. I have a passion for children. And so mm. by the time as students we are leaving to come back to the city, you know, there was this old joy and the kids coming along and saying, hey, you know, I need you. Get me your shoe. Get me your T-shirt or something. <laughs> so uh, it, it changed my whole perspective about uh, when we, even we talk about rural and the urban and when somebody's defining about the policies around the development and the reality on the ground. And so uh, all along after that, when I finished uh, my studies, that's how I dropped in to actually work with these uh, grassroots uh, uh, women organizations called Nasara Women. and. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of also just gave me the passion and inspiring stories of women and their role they play actually in making sure that uh, uh, we build a livelihood despite the challenges. Yeah. So, yes, that's the story around it. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I know we're sort of still pretty early days into COP28, um, but is have you heard anything yet that sort of made you feel like they might do something special this year? Anything's giving you hope so far? 
Uh, yes, we. Uh, I've been following up to you know what's happening, and uh, I've had quite a number of my friends actually from uh, Kenya who are actually attending COP, uh, and I think the the opening up of the loss and damage fund, uh, I think that's been one of the things uh, I know has come up along even you know before COP. You remember, you know, Kenya, uh, the, the government hosted the African Climate Summit in, in September, mm. uh, 4th to 6th. And one of the highlights even coming from uh, you know, the heads of states was actually on how, uh, to, how they need to balance that aspect that, yes, we know we have the developed and developing. And the loss and damage idea, I've heard it so much of how that kind of fund can actually boost uh, especially for the projects and interventions uh, in the development countries. So uh, I'm still keen on uh, what comes out of that, and I think that's in for me where I see it is is a right start. Yeah, yeah, it was a positive start, but it's so far below the number that we that we yeah. need annually, right? So yeah, yeah I mean I, that's one of the topics I'm definitely keeping an eye on because if we don't get that right as a global society. We're, we're, we're really kidding ourselves. You know, John Kerry, I don't know, six months ago, 12 months ago, said the US is not paying loss and damages funds and they've only donated $17 million in this first round of announcements. But, um, you know, Germany's $100 million, for example, right? Um, but if we don't do it, if we don't help developing nations get ready for the extremes as well as upgrade their uh, energy grids, then we're all going to get be toast you know so the that closed thinking of we don't have to it's not our responsibility it's everybody's responsibility because if no one wants to move but if their people are forced to migrate then we've got a whole other situation on our hands right yeah yeah i agree the stakes are high but it's everyone's responsibility and i totally agree with you so uh we we're still uh you know following up and hopefully to see how it it, it stands out uh yeah. but uh we 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 have a role to play, and I hope yeah. that uh, at the end of the 12 days of COP, we have to sit down and reflect and see how actually we can uh, do things better. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. All right. So we're here to talk about It's For You. So let's start. Everyone I'm talking to has a different sort of uh, interpretation, which I love because I think it's that's what's really appealing to me about it. So what does It's For You mean to you? Yes, thank you. Uh, so it's for you to me, it's about uh, you have the power, you have the space, you have the skill, mm -hmm. and you have the idea. And that idea, I don't have. And so where I stand is when I say it's for you, it means you are in the right space, you have the idea, you have, you know, the, the innovative kind of thinking that when you put it on the table, it makes a difference. And so if you align it to, you know, the, the climate and, you know, the 12 days of COP, basically it's for you means the discussion that's happening at the global and higher level, where it, it can only make the meaning if it translates into whatever positive thing is happening on the ground. Like just the story I told you about a remote mm. village somewhere in Kenya and people have no idea about COP. So when you talk about the climate crisis, so it's for you, it's just about 
what is this little young man doing in somewhere there's no network no one knows about him or her and actually she's making little steps to make her village better so that's for me what it's for you means so the yeah, right. step that you know uh, someone is doing unrecognized not seen but making a difference and that's yeah. why we say you know like cope it for you because uh, it's, it's bringing the voices of the people not seen but they're mm. making a difference yes yeah beautiful i think that's yeah that's one of the best descriptions i've heard so far because it is those people that are actually really making the difference they're on the front line they're experiencing things in that most of the times they don't even have the technology to understand what's going on and what's changing they're just dealing with it right and they're adapting and they're planting different crops and you know and but you know we do need to get communication to them about the risks that are coming especially heat that's yeah. a that's a, a huge one right um for all of us in the global south so i'm in thailand where we hit wet bulb temperatures earlier this year i know you've been dealing with extreme heat this year as well and next year is looking hotter so uh, we need to hear these voices these people they're the ones that are really making the changes that are going to make 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 it all the difference all right so the fine sorry you kept going you do you want to say something no it's, it's fine i'm just uh, agreeing with you about about it and maybe the experience you're sharing in thailand uh, currently in kenya you know we have uh, el nino the floods and mm. you know it's so emotional to think through about what that means to the people who are affected and that's why um it, it, it's for it's about you know bringing out that, those voices to to say look i think it's time to make sure we join our hands to for, for a better planet yeah yes. absolutely yes all right so the final question how can your community get involved in it's for you and i've got the uh, sign up here uh sign up it's for you to it's for you on bitly which i'll put in the show notes as well but you know what do you encourage everybody in your community to do to be part of this Oh, so thank you. So uh, the, the the fun part about the It's For You campaign is actually to uh, highlight the stories that, uh, you know, young people, the children, families around the communities are doing to make the world better. And uh, the aspect about it is that it, it is supposed to propel, uh, you know, businesses and governments to redirect a little spending on the, you know, little uh, projects that actually these young people are doing. Uh, and that's why, you know, the form uh, and the link to, to join the Explore campaign is basically to fill in the form, uh, pick around an activity or the project you're doing, and then share the story. Uh, you can also actually join it through, we are running uh, live sessions. You can actually get into our studio, hear the conversation, and get into stage, just uh, contribute to the debate. So, uh, for instance, yesterday we had, um, you know, amazing program and you had young people and, you know, guys just connecting, contributing to the debate, sharing their stories. And it's so inspiring and uh, to hear yeah. what, you know, people are doing out there. So, yes, I welcome uh, our viewers to sign in, uh, follow us on YouTube, on uh, LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. And as I say, it's for you, it's for me, it's for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Very inspiring. And if if people are only listening to you, you've got a and not seeing you, you've got an amazing smile that lights up a room. So, um, so Collins, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I watched the live some of the live stream last night, and um, it, it, I agree with you 100%. It was really, really inspiring. Just hearing the voices from all over the world. I think you guys have done an amazing job bringing 
a really incredible community of people together. So congratulations. And uh, I hope these these 12 days of COP are fantastic for all of you because you deserve it. A lot of hard work's gone in, so great job. Uh, thank you, and you're welcome to Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to come and visit. All right. Okay. See you guys soon. Uh, thank you, bye. bye. Thank you. Okay. I'm coming, Karen.